Oh, you wait. Probably going to be in trouble oh, anyway. We're going we're to chop it like. What did you write about me anyway? What did you What did you do this time? No, it's a story. I wrote a story on the meeting last night because Michael swamped. I'm on vacation. Right now, and I'm working because I'm like just like me, 25 hours a day, right? 25 hours a day right now. You know what? I walk around like this. They call me Atlas because I got I got the. Yeah, I know. I texted you on time. We are live, but we're also on. Tape. We are deep down in the bowels of least music. Episode 75. Kamloops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic, Mike, and Bill at the controls. 75. 75. What else but Norm Philgate. Norm Philgate, an original BC Lion from 654, <laughs> their birth. He played from 54 to 67. He was a defensive end and linebacker, smaller back then. He won the Grey Cup in 1964. And he, uh, he died at the ripe old age of 88 on March 6, 2020. Norm Philgate, one of the great Lions, and his 75 is one of the few jerseys retired by God's team. 75 was this a big episode. 75, Mike, can you believe it? You think we're going to last that long? I did actually. I know. I thought two, and then, and then uh, Tim was going to cut us <laughs> after the first two. They're so bad. Uh, the first, I'd say, the first probably thirty-five were pretty bad. They still aren't even really great, but hey, we're getting there. No, we're still pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Show today is amazing. Flat out good show. Full disclosure, we already talked to Reed Hamer Jackson. We filmed it, so we know what's in the can. It's long, but we're going to play pretty much the whole thing because it's interesting. It's it's of interest to the to the taxpayers, to council members, to anybody in Kamloops. I think. Also, above the folds today, you want to talk about uh, the uh, report into the investigation at True uh, into complaints against two senior administrators regarding various uh, alleged boorish behavior. Um, it came out yesterday, much anticipated report, almost a year after the, uh, almost two years after the first uh, complaints were filed. So we'll talk about that. I'm gonna talk about a nightmare day for Kamloops Sports. Let's call a spade a spade. Sunday was a bad day for curling, curlers in Kamloops. The brown rink knocked out. Jim Cotter didn't get to the final. Um, Jared Colomea got to the final, knocked out. He's married to Sam Fisher, who's in the brown rink. And the brown rink, the big story of it all is they will not compete, basically a once-in-a-career opportunity, on home ice, the National Scotties, which is at the Sandman Centre next month. Very sad, but I want to just talk about how they picked up the calls during tough times and stood in for some tougher questions and how I think it's honourable because that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. People answer the calls when they win, and uh, we'll get to that with the Brown Rig. First, do you know, Mike... Tom Lavin and the legendary Powder Blues. Powder Blues, what a great band, of course, yeah. Well, what, what kind of, it's blues, obviously? Or? So Powder Blues is uh, doing it right on the wrong side of town. They've got horns. It's mm -hmm. a big, it's a big horn, big horn, horn, horn blues horn rock yep. kind of awesomeness. And uh, he's a legendary producer uh, down in Vancouver that uh, that is Sabrina Weeks, a local Maple Blues award-winning band, actually had the uh, Powder Blues guys Join her on one of her albums, and, and I think produced parts uh, parts of it as Swing well. Swing Cat so. Bounce. Swing Cat Bounce, yeah. Yes. Sabrina yeah, Weeks, really well. uh, yes. voice trainer who trained Cameron Whitcomb, who That's was right. on American Idol, who was on our show. Yep. yep. See, it's six anyway, degrees of separation. It all revolves around KLW. It's all about KLW, <laughs> 75, Norm Fieldgate. Okay, 
We have four tickets, that's why I bring it up, to give away. And once again, I'm the absolute worst at figuring these giveaways out, but I'm gonna do it on Instagram again, cut this clip up somehow and try and give these tickets away. So yep. four tickets and also uh, later on, I've got four Scotties tickets, pair, two pairs of two to the first draw of the National Scotties to give away too. So lots of things to give away. But first we have to talk about what you and you and me, what we did last weekend, because it was, it was huge. You know, it's, uh, we, we, we have epic uh, journeys and, and epic uh, things that we do that we're going to talk about for generations to come, for, for our kids and our kids' kids and, and their kids. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was very exciting. And Chris, you go, go ahead. Well, I think we, uh, we had heard about the, um, uh, the, the, the story in the Canada this week about the, the, the uh, great horned owl attacking skiers down at Stake Lake who was trying to protect its nests. Mm -hmm. So that's what, when we were down there, we didn't know what that was until we wrote the story. But remember, we went on this, uh, we decided, let's try cross-country skiing because it's a pretty nice blue sky day. It's cloudy and Kamloops. So when we got there, it was getting just dusk and when we got our skis, right? And, and we're all hard, pretty yeah. beginners. But we actually, so the area, weird, we went to Mission Flats. Mm -hmm. We went to Mission Flats for our cross-country skiing. And do you know what we found there? It looked like a distillery that was about to open. Did you see that? Yeah, amongst the, uh, the dirt and no snow, <laughs> there was a distillery about to open. And uh, I think it's really great because it's some of my favorite uh, flavored vodka drinks. The club car was there. But you're right. We were basically cross-country skiing on tarmac. So there were some sparks issues, right? Mm -hmm. And some heat was created in some of the stores that we were going into. It was too hot, so who did we have to call in? We had a cold control mechanical Vinny. to, uh, to uh, Vinny came in to make sure that, you know, all the electrical and, and heating and systems were working well there, yeah. Well, I think what he found was the skis that we rented, um, when we returned them with all the scratches, the inside temperature got so hot of the ski rental place who's going to be a future uh, sponsor of our show, maybe on the back board here. <laughs> um, the magic mirror brought to you by? That's what buy these guys somewhere. Yeah. And so we brought these skis back. And, and the real interesting thing was when we brought the skis back, they were still piping hot. But the cool thing was our coffee had just got a little tepid being out there. We just put it right against the skis and it warmed it right up. And it's the, always at the perfect temperature. Always. Always. But the problem was the, the skis were still damaged. And what did I do? I forked up a lot of money because I'm benevolent, but also because I had some left over because the coffees are only $1. 105 attacks. That's right. And lattes are $2. Everything came together again on the Mission Flats, the great cross-country Mission Flats trip of 2023. And the thing was, it was so exhausting because, you know, I don't often go out and do cross-country skiing. It's way more tiresome than you think. When I got home, right into a Sealy mattress, and I slept like a log. And I actually started making a bet on how long is Folds going to be out for. And the bet app. And I had to use BetStamp. Yeah, when, why do we use BetStamp? Okay. It's like the Trivago. Yeah, it, it gets you, uh, you want to bet on a game, it tells you the best odds. It, it finds the best odds for you to bet on. And I could see you were dreaming, and it was about David Eby so tall and lettuce. <laughs> it's your sweet dreams you were having. It was amazing. Well, it's man. creepy as you were watching them sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. Vinny and Dustin were there too. Yes. Because yeah, they're so reliable. Maybe EB can do something about the lettuce prices. And Cold Control Mechanical, by the way, it's HVAC and it's your heating, your cooling, your AC. They're so reliable, Vinny and Dustin. They're back from their convention. They're not wearing their furries anymore. They're the best. Okay, let's move on to an elongated version of Reader's Digest brought to you by Cold Control Mechanical. There's other people in the same business, so what makes you guys stand out? We're cold as ice. 
<laughs> We're primarily refrigeration contractors servicing the commercial market, heating, cooling, commercial refrigeration, gas fitting, kind of a one-stop shop. Well, when you call Cold Control Mechanical, you're getting a personalized feel. You know you're gonna get two qualified technicians. We both have our tickets. Who you call and talk to is usually who's gonna show up at the door, so. We can find a solution to your problem, we will. Uh, you know, we're both ambitious guys and uh, we like to like to get after it. And I mean more like the jobs you guys have completed with cold control, like who you're... Oh, is that what you mean? Okay, we'll leave that out. Eh? Yeah, leave that out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, that's an odd one. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I don't know what you, you'll edit it in some way, yeah, I don't know. Let's start right there. He hates that picture. Why do you hate the picture? You don't like the robe? You don't like the Professor Oriel, uh, the tone of it? I or? look more like Santa Claus than anybody else. Come on. <laughs> Who we've had pictures. on the show, by the way. You got a better picture than that, don't you? It's a good, it's, it's, a, a, hey, it's a regal no photo chain. of you. There's even a chain there. I don't even have my chain. Well, because you know why? Because the chain gone. got stolen. I know because, what happened. Uh, I heard about what happened. Yeah, quality of life and all that I kind of stuff. I will still offer a guitar if anybody brings back that chain, by the way. That's right. Yes. A guitar for the return of the Maris chain of office. The rumor is you better get out to the landfill. You got your magic mirror can That's today? the rumor, yes, exactly. There he is. The there magic I am. mirror. Oh, you got a little Morning, bit Mike. of a, like a blur on there. That, that little blue strip there is some advertising space I put up. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, that's what I mean. You got like, it's like black <laughs> on your finger. Anyway. What is that? It's right on my nose. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> the plague. There it is. It's okay. not there in real life. Okay. Okay, you're so, back. Council meeting yesterday. I love having you on on a Wednesday morning because there's lots to talk about. So why don't we start with your thoughts? What's top of mind for you? Uh, top of mind is, uh, you know what? Uh, having the TRU team there was just awesome. You know, I thought that that was, uh, you know, great. I, I was at that game and, and it was it was really good. And, and seeing guys there that um, like John Antelope and Dino and, you know, all these guys that uh, have built the soccer in this city. Probably more John. I mean, Dino does a lot for many, you know, things. But uh, John Antelope, I think over around 20 years ago, he's he's been a big part of soccer. And to see um, soccer in Camelot when it's minus, I mean, I was freezing. Were you at the final? The yeah, final yeah, I was at the final. I was standing actually beside uh, Mrs. Kamita, and um, and uh, it was freezing. But the amount of people that were there, it was just incredible to see, yep. you know, how people stood up and. and and when the mayor's talking about um, the men's soccer team from True. They won the, uh, the national champions this year in, in November, and they were honored at city council yesterday, just in case uh, other town viewers don't know. Okay, I also want to ask you about this team player, you not being a team player, accusations from some of the council members, and the survey that was done there. But first, I heard you talking to Marcello Bernardo, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, saying that maybe you feel like there's sour grapes from some people on council, and some of this rift is from people who are on council that are just upset that you got in. So do you feel that way? Well, well I, let's put it this way. Um, I don't think that anybody on council, maybe one person voted for me, okay? And so, yeah, there's some things. And, and you know, we gotta move on, the election's over. I mean, you know, it's like I said, I think it was to Marcello, uh, um, the citizens of Camels uh, picked the team. And, and I'm the team leader or the, the mayor, and it's my job to, um, build a team and uh, it's not the CAO's job to build the team 
it's my job. And, and when we're having team building meetings where the CAO is a part of, you know, not of that, you know, the profiling, the profiling of everybody includes him and he's, he's in that. And I, I believe that uh, it's my job as mayor to, to build a team, not, not, not the CAO. The CAO should be building his team. Like, you know, we need a lot of employees and things like that. What's and I, the downside to having you and David Trowin there with the council? Isn't more better? Is What's the downside to having you and David Trowin both in the team building exercise? Well, I think we need to build a team up. Like I said, the citizen accountants picked the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, they didn't pick the CAO and all the employees. So that's, that's his team. Okay. Um, I believe that I've got to build a team, and uh, I need the opportunity to do that, and I haven't had that opportunity. Okay, so you said you, you said you wouldn't have gone to that meeting even if you were in town coming back from Mexico because you said, for this reason, and for also you said that you don't think it's money well spent. How do you plan going forward to build your team in what manner? I know you're going to have individual meetings, but what's your plans? Well, and then, and then have more, you know, more group meetings, okay? okay. Like, yeah, like get... Without a know, facilitator? Without outside consultant? Well, that I'm not sure. You know, I, I, the, once once I meet with everybody, I'm going to find out what everybody wants. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of like um, um, the deputy mayor duties. Okay, they're, they're they're things that were in the past, and you know, the deputy mayor duties, um, for instance, right now is is that even when I'm uh, available, that when we get an email or an email from you know anybody like. Uh, you know, Mike or anybody like that, which he has my personal cell, so he knows how to get a hold of me. But um, that, um, you know, the mayor, the deputy mayor um, replies to all those emails. Well, maybe, maybe I should be uh, relieving um, the deputy mayors of that duty, you know? So that's the things I'll be looking at because okay. it's my job to pick the deputy mayors and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, that, maybe that's a little too much pressure on them and things like that, right? Do you think that role should be expanded? Because I think Dale Bass is on our newspaper today saying um, that role, the mayor, deputy mayor needs to be expanded because you're not around enough. Uh, well, I'm not around enough. That's what essentially I work, what that's what that's and exactly that's the problem here is that I work 15, 20 hours a day and I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I'll do it for the next four years, you know, or whatever it takes to get the job done. This morning I was at two shelters already this morning, okay? I put in 15 hours, 20 hours a day. I'm not the guy that wants to beat my chest about stuff in the media that I didn't do. You know, like there's certain events, like I said, Tammy Robertson, I, you know, and... Uh, well, let's talk about those events. That was that was the gist of the council, of the council uh, Dale Bass speaking on behalf of council, saying we might, we, we want to expand the deputy mayor role because uh, Reed Hamer Jackson is not making it to events to represent the city. Uh, and we mentioned a few, what were some Well, of I've got, so you can respond to these how you may. There is the North American Indigenous Games, Michael O'Reilly went, Kelson Hall, O'Reilly, the BC Reconciliation Award, uh, Kupke, Roseanne Kashmir, Dale Bass, Tammy Robertson, they went. Kibbit was Kelly Hall and Margot Middleton, and then the CP Holiday Train, Katie Newstater. I heard her say in council last night that unexpectedly she had to go. So I'm guessing she meant because you weren't there. So do you think you should have been at those? Well, as a matter of fact, sure, I'd like to be at all of them. But let's start with the um, let's start with the Kelson Hall because that was probably one of the first ones and. Um, <clears throat> I made it very clear to staff and everyone that I felt that Barb Berger should be there because she has done the work. Manager okay, of culture I, at the city. Yeah, Barb Berger, the, the manager, yeah. So at that point, then then they said that they wanted a, a, a public official. So so I asked Mike O'Reilly because Mike O'Reilly has had a lot to do with it. You know what I had to do with it? 
Nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't want to be beating my chest or going and getting keys when everybody else, they know more about it. So I don't want to be um, that person, okay? Um, the, the games, uh, we'll take that one. I was in the middle of a meeting with a th when we're talking to about over a thousand housing units, a thousand, okay? And, and this was, the, this was the, the bid for the games for 2027. Yeah. I'm in the middle of the meeting and I can see, I'm not gonna walk out of this meeting. These business people have come from Vancouver and we're talking about a thousand houses, you guys. And not only a thousand houses, but a huge tax base, huge. And, and I'm not gonna just walk out. So I started texting and eventually I got a hold of Mike O'Reilly who, you know, Councillor Sarai and O'Reilly were gonna be there anyway. So, so I got a hold of Mike and asked if you could get up and say a few words and then I got done the meeting and I did get there okay I got there but and they asked me if I I said well no it's this is ready to start that's fine that's fine you know and anything that happened with it Mike would have been involved with mm. anyways and then and then the 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 um the hockey okay the the, the kid yeah and and the um I'd already asked Margot Middleton to do it when we the night of um um we had a I think you're supposed to ask the deputy mayor, though, right? Is that well? Is, no, I, you know, you know, that's the thing. I read the protocol, charter. Well, usually. I read the charter. The the, the way the, the deputy mayor thing works is if the deputy if the mayor isn't available, then the deputy mayor takes over, yeah. and, and then and then if the deputy mayor uh, can't do it, then the next person in line. Mm -hmm. But from what I read in the charter, you know, like why am I going to match up somebody that you know, for instance, minor hockey might not be very happy with because they, you know, gave their hockey rink away for a year. And, and that you got someone else on council that was part of minor hockey and, you know, have kids in minor hockey. So Kelly Hall's a better fit for that. Well, Kelly, Kelly or Margot Middleton. Yeah, yeah. Margo Middleton. Margot's been on the board forever. She heard her, she has deep roots in there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, get, I get calls from people that, that seriously don't, they're not fans of other councillors that, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but, mm. you know, because I don't want to drag this stuff mm. out, right? But, but anyway, so, so um, that's, that's who I felt would be better I mean, why, why send somebody that everybody's going oh yeah there's with, with the beating your chest thing and not wanting to take credit I mean that's obviously an admirable thing you want to take you don't want to take credit from someone else's work but Sadie Hunter wrote a column last night I think you might have saw it she said Reed can still go in his official capacity which is kind of a requirement for the job and and praise other people yeah you don't you're not, you're not accepting you can praise, say but you're there represent the city as a mayor city hunter you're a worthy adversary in the election she said in her column that um, that's part of the job and, and you should be there representing the city and you don't have to be um, you know beating your chest and taking accolades you're there to represent the city and that was her criticism of you okay well and you know let's go to the reconciliation awards in uh, Victoria, Victoria. Yeah. In, in late November early December uh, um, our executive assistant and myself and um, Tammy Robertson, I, I'd already said I felt that she would be better to go because she has done so much for that. I, what have I done? Mm -hmm. I've done nothing. So I felt that was all set up. And then I learned that after, that when I get back, that, that she, that um, Councillor Bass went. And uh, then I heard that everything they talked about was about Tammy Robertson anyway, what she, what she had done. And then just yesterday I learned that uh, you know, uh, Tammy Robertson was already asked by, by the previous mayor, by Ken Christian and, and David Trawin. Mm -hmm. So... You're confused? I'm a little confused, mm -hmm. exactly, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, well, I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. I said, but I asked you to go because I felt that you have done the work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. I mean, 20, 15, 20 hours a day, you're telling me I'm working part-time? I'll tell you something right now. I'll guarantee I'm putting in more time in one day than some councillors are putting in all week. 
Do you think the general public actually really cares too about you being going to drop the pocket kibbit, or do you just feel like that's not really that they don't really care, and it's just you know we're talking about it, and councillors are making a big deal about it, and it really doesn't matter, or I don't, you know, I don't think. I, hey, listen, I was on the board of minor hockey guys. Yeah, I would have loved to be there if I could have been there. I would have been there, okay? Same as the holiday train, okay? I'd have been there. But there are two events at the same time. I can't be there, okay? So I'd love to be there, you, you know? And that's what the deputy mayor is. But, you know, we've got, you know, you take Sadie Hunter. Who is Sadie Hunter? Well, she's a former, former councillor. And she was a mayoral, mayoral candidate. candidate. And, she, and a oh, citizen sorry, and a what? resident. She was what? She was a former councillor and a mayoral candidate. Oh, mayoral, oh. Yeah. So, so you're suggesting... But she's a journalist. Well, she used to be, yeah. She actually. Well, she why was would the, that journalist not talk to somebody that she talked about? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. The night I got elected, I think it was in your newspaper, she never came over and crashed. No. You know what she said? She talks, I'm a toxic, toxic individual. individual. So, And now CFJC has hired her to do articles for who? I mean, just have a look at how many articles she's done. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. What is she, you know, what? She's a team builder? She worked for Away Home Camels for how long? Well, a short time. Okay, I've built teams my whole life. Okay, I've built sports teams, I've ran dealerships and things like that. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to continue to work on building a team. And it's not going to be through, I know you, you know, some media love the stories. And, you know, I just heard a clip this morning about, you know, me talking about uh, Gord Bamford. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, the, but, the, but they clipped out the, the, the point of it. Which was? The point of it was the point that of it one, is, his is, friend, his friend yes, about, from Alberta, yeah, getting, who came getting to Kamloops. harassed, panhandling, going into with, restaurants with, all the time. With their ball team. Yes, yes, okay? yes. And, and, and like I said, next year, I want to talk to that guy and say, they came and said, you know what? We came to Kamloops and holy smokes. We is it ever, it's a beautiful anymore. place. And yeah. we all know it's a beautiful yeah. place. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, um, on that note, one last thing. Um, since October 15th, the election night, has, have you ever spoke to Sadie Hunter since then? Ever? You know, the only times I've spoke to Sadie Hunter is over the last three years because I tried to get her as a counselor to get her up in the middle of the night sometimes yeah. with no, me. No, but since the election? Have I talked to her? Yeah. No. Okay. No. I'm a toxic... Do you feel like the, the most, the majority of the council members are fed up with you already? I think that they've been a little bit um, misled, I guess, you know, and... Uh, fed up with me. I've, I've just been working. I mean, it's, it's like I said, I, I, you know, I mean, when I talked to two counselors and asked if they've ever met Susan Brown from Interior Health and they kind of went off and, you know, said, well, no, she's never been in front of council. Well, I got a hold of her and, you know, I texted her the other day and, and I, as you know, I introduced the, uh, the uh, complex care beds a little early because I didn't know that they were supposed to go, but it's announced now, so yeah, I can say something. Yeah. But you know, I, I text her and you know, congratulate her, and and, and you know, they, they they've said for years they couldn't get a hold of her. Well, she was in the middle of the meeting and text me, and, and thank you. You know, like so you, so, you think you have a different way of doing things and it's effective. Yeah, I think that talking, getting personal with people, don't get a relationship with people. It's just like, you know, I've been, you know, you know, uh, things I, I can't bring up, talking to people that have ran across Canada that have opened recovery facilities. And, and I'm talking to a lot of diff different individuals. You know, I'll be talking to um, Ravi Callon, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Housing minister. He's in, town, he's in town today. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be meeting up with him. And, and I, I'm going to do a lot of work, but there's a lot of things you can't, you know, it's just like talking about the thousand, mm -hmm. you know, housing units. You can't just, you know, you can't just off the record. This, this, <laughs> it's a work in progress. This right? idea of... of, yeah. of I'm, I am too. Yeah. This okay. idea of you, you know, driving back mojitos on the beach in Mexico is, is false. You were working. 
a lot. Well, I, I was working so much that the people that are down there with me were getting a little upset, including my wife. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was fending calls from people from closing businesses to people with bylaw issues. I, I even just walking the building. I, I, you know, if you want me to say, oh, who was what? I actually had a call from an individual um, that was having an issue. I don't, I don't want to say anything, but I think I helped a little bit. Is that you, Mike Miltimore? That was me, and uh, yeah, Reed helped us out. We had a, uh, a small problem with bylaws and ICBC, and, and uh, he was very responsive. I can say that for sure. Thank you. Yeah, and 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 like I say, working 15, 20 hours a day. I mean, you know, I you know, I'd love these counselors to to you know maybe you know talk about maybe coming up with me and you know uh, come do the streets a little bit because mm -hmm. you know you learn a lot. Like this morning, I, I was at a, two shelters, and you know what's happening down here. It's a lot different than what's happening up there, you know? What do you that's, mean by that? Well, it's like say, certain people say they're doing things, but they're not doing things and, and that kind of thing. It's, you know, and, and when I have a, a you know, a counselor tell me that I don't think we need, you know, they, they don't know if we need a select committee. I said, well, just walk down West Victoria Street mm -hmm. and then go across Tronkill Corridor and then go up by the bus depot and then walk out and talk to people in Valley View and then go hang around the 7-Eleven downtown and, and, and just walk around town. And, and if you don't think that we need to have a task, you know, select task committee for these issues, for, for these issues yeah. then, then, you know, again, maybe we got to re-look re at the standing committee. 48 West Street. Yeah, a couple more things I want to talk about before we let you go here. Uh, yesterday's council meeting, you made a motion, a notice of motion. And a notice of motion, just so people know, is that when a council member gives notice that they're going to bring forward a motion at the next council meeting to talk about an issue. So you, you at the very end of the meeting last night on, uh, on January 17th, you made a, a notice of motion that you want council to debate a proposal from you that the city look into the operation and possible relocation of 48 Victoria Street West, which is the city-owned storage facility for the homeless. Because I, I guess you have it's concerns. It's ran by the Friendship Center, yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's the genesis of that? Uh, what, why do you want to look at the operation and possible relocation? Well, because I just don't think it's working. Mm -hmm. It uh, was developed. It was kind of inspired by the, uh, in 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. don't get, you know, I might have yeah, you know, yeah. off a little bit, but yeah. but it was modeled off of um, the First United Church on East Hastings. Yes. Okay, we're modeling off of East Hastings, okay? You have a problem with that. <laughs> well, you know. Some I, things we, downtown. Well, actually, I, actually no. I, I, we modeled off of it, mm -hmm. but actually if you take a look and walk up and go up and down that street right now, mm -hmm. we've done a pretty good job at modeling after it, okay? Because uh -huh. it looks yeah. You know, you You're go to the tail. You go to the tail end of East Hastings right yes. now, yep. and you go to West Victoria Street and just take a look at what you got. Okay. okay. So anyway, um, they did that in 2017, 2018 at the First United Church. So about eight months ago, and I traveled down East Hastings because I've got friends and family and kids that yep. that are that are on East Hastings, and I kids that I try to help and mm -hmm. you know and, and have helped as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. I, I can get into a longer story. Yes. One that's doing very good right now. Okay. That. Um, should probably be dead by now, but but anyways. So anyway, about eight months ago or so, I called. I, I drove by there and, and I didn't see much going on, and, and so I I called down there, and uh, and the guy told me that they closed that program a year ago. Mm -hmm. Down in be, BC, down in Vancouver. Yeah, 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 and it, it just attracted. And I feel that we're attracting. And the other thing too is Forty Eight West. Um, I, I think we're stigmatizing people. I mean, we're putting them right on the main street of everywhere, okay? Because you're, you're laying right, it's dangerous. It's uh, it's probably not big enough for what they're doing. But again, reviewing to relocate it. But what about and, it? And not only that, we can get our, our parking spot back for our, for our city employees because it was a yes. parking spot. And now now we're, we're paying 
were paying to to lease uh, rent uh, um, parking spots from BCLC. And you used to so actually, it's a, used it's to a be bit a, of a financial thing. Used to be also. a gas station a long time ago. Yeah, anyway, no, my question violent. my question is what, what about it concerns you? I mean, well, you see, no, it's it's a it's a storage facility for the homeless to have their stuff, which is a laudable goal. They need to have their because it gets stolen on the streets. Uh, it was envisioned as a place where the where the homeless population can have a secure place to put their stuff while they go about their stuff in the day. And we know there's drug use there. Everyone sees it, but I see it everywhere. So it's become almost like de desensitized. Don't what accept else? It. Don't accept no, but it. what else about that do you, are you concerned about? Okay, well, I don't think it's big enough. It's very dangerous for them. People are getting hit by cars. There's car accidents. Okay. Um, a lot of the people you call homeless that, that, that do hang out there, they're not homeless. Who, they, what are they? They, they? Well, they live in the Mission Manor. They live in the Emerald. They're okay. at the Emerald. They, well, they they're, live they're, at the Rose Thorn Belt. They're, they're they, on the edge, though, of homelessness, right? That's a, that, they live that, at the crossroads. A, yeah. They, they, yeah. they, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a marginalized population. Let's just call it that. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and again, I don't feel it's effective. I think it's in the wrong spot. But again, I'm asking for a review of it. It's why are we stigmatizing people? Come on, you guys, anybody that drives downtown Lansdowne and drives by there and sees, I mean, even when they have the, the um, day lodge, you're not allowed to do drugs there. So everybody goes on the east side. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, why are we stigmatizing people? Why are, you know, they're laying out there with needles hanging out of their arms and everything like that. I mean, we, we need to take a look at something. And it's just one part of a change that I feel that we should. Uh, people are going to come at you though, right? Because this is, this is close to your business, isn't it? Like your, your business? Well, it's down at the other end of the road. Well, they come after me all they want. It, yeah. You know, if they don't, hey, if it doesn't get approved, it doesn't have, get approved. Have, have, has anyone, has this idea been spurred by you or have you have you been asked by any business people, the no, Downtown just, Business Association, it's you, eh? Yeah. Okay, and what's, uh, do you have any idea, of if, if not there, where? Or do you not want one at all? Well, again, no, 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 no. That's why I said relo relocation and, mm -hmm. and a review of it, you know. Um, that's not my job at this point. I mean, I mean, okay. first I mean, steps. First step. Yeah, this okay. is going to to um, now. Now, a notice of motion is just that. It's a notice that you gave motion. And uh, the last time there was a notice of motion of, of substance was Dennis Walsh's when he wanted to talk about recovery the first time and didn't even get to the debate stage. Now, BetStamp app. BetStamp. BetStamp. That's right. What is it? It's the Travago of, uh, of betting. So if you go, if you want to get a hotel room and you don't want to go to 500 sites to find the best uh, hotel room, you go to Travago or one of those sites, hotels.com, and they kind of do all the work for you and get you the best rate. BetStamp does the same thing for betting lines. If you want to bet, for example, on uh, on uh, on a hockey game tonight, and you want good odds, you go to BetStamp, and it'll show you which all the different books, sports books. Who's got the who's best got the best odds. odds? They call that line shopping the best place to do it. It's an app you have to download called BetStamp. Use the promo code Camloops last week. We uh, which we look at the odds. The odds are really long. I think it's ten to one this morning that council will even consider debating this. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen next week when you introduce this motion? Do you think council is going to say nope? Because they can say nope and it just dies there. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Betstep has the long odds <laughs> against you. You know what? Mm. Same odds as me getting to be the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Same players. Okay. No. Same players. I'm going to be bringing what. more motions forward. But hey, listen, that motion that Dennis Walsh put forward. Yeah. The first okay. one died. The first the one, one died. Voted. Yeah. The you know, but one. look how close the site. Now, just yeah. before the election, look yeah. how close it was that one, one was. It was one vote. It was, hey, it was five four and then eight, eight one on the yeah, side. I've been going for the safe security, safety yeah. of the community the okay. whole time. One the last month before the election, a lot of people changed their. Yes. Another thing I want to ask you about from yesterday's meeting, and it ties back to your time in Mexico. 
uh, and it's the, it's the lead of our story that I wrote last night. It's, uh, you said, I feel safer in parts of Mexico than I do in Kamloops, British Columbia. And you were referring to the Citizen Satisfaction Survey, which we might want to call Citizen Unsatisfaction Survey, because it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the first time in my 18 years here where a lot of has plummeted. A lot of the, the Which is confidence. Not surprising given the pandemic. No, it's right? not. No, but it's before the pandemic. And here's what I'm going to say. Let's not blame the he, pandemic. No, this here's what's going here, on before. Here's that. what I'm going to say. If you look at the data, yes, the I pan blame the pandemic. No, the pandemic bit. has. But if you look at the data, <laughs> not, not for everything. No, for if, this. You look, if you look at the data, and, and I'm working on a, on a piece on this. Yes, the pandemic has has done a lot to it. But if you look at the data in the survey going back to 2003, yeah. things sort of going go, went, went really sideways from 2018 onward. 2019 onward and that kind of coincides with the wildfires and evacuations and people not knowing where to go everything kind of went sideways right there um, and, it's, and it's been going that well 2015 onward it's been going down my point is this you said you feel safer in some parts of Mexico than Kamloops that was that jumped out at me as, as, as quite quite the statement and the the, the satisfaction survey showed you know 64% people think it's it's the quality of life has dropped and he was and, in a and, resort in Mexico though yeah. wasn't he? no I wasn't no I wasn't <laughs> He was in a condo. I was in my I was in my room texting guys like Mike and the girls at Stair Warehouse who had to close their business yes. early less safe than a on January first. Now, now. Chad Classen texted me, said, Reed, yes. are you okay? Yes, I said, of, Why? Is there yeah, unrest? Yes. He goes, Yes. I said, Where? In Kamloops or in Mexico? Well, yes, I know, but you know, I but, think But from what but, I seriously, but, I, I but, seriously you know what I'd like you guys to do is, you know, and, and it wasn't just me. I didn't mean to say just me feel safe, but I don't see, I mean, we, we've got a young guy that builds, makes bracelets for us and stuff on the beach. He's just, a, and he's got, he lives in, in Cabo and he lives in a place that looks like a, a ghetto, but he's so proud of it, you guys, so proud. And you go there and you would think that there would be crime all over and, it, and it's not. He said he just loves his place. He's so happy. He's got a little burner, you know, but you know what I'd like you to do is do a survey and ask, because there's a lot of people from Kamloops and around that go to Mexico and in certain areas, and I don't, I don't mean all of Kamloops, don't get me wrong, but, mm. but uh, let's do a survey and ask the people uh, that do go to Mexico if they feel safer in Mexico where they go or if they feel safer well, here. And it's where, not just me. It depends hey, I'm where getting, in Mexico, you know, right? But because I, well, the, but we you don't go to Sinaloa State. No, no, we've both been to Mexico. And, and it can be safe as hell or it can <laughs> yeah. be your dead. I know. Hanging so, yeah. hang on the El Chapo well, State. You've got a tough yeah. survey to do, yeah. I think. It's a tough survey to do. Well, I don't know. It all depends where you go. One of your things, you did all those polls. Yeah, we do it in the paper. We could do a poll online. I mean, we'll see. And I didn't just mean me. You guys, I mean, I talked to a lot of people. It's like Mike's issue was nothing. You know, it was to Mike or whatever, but that's not what I mean. It wasn't a safety issue. But if you talk to the community and, the, and I do talk to a lot well, the of people. The survey talk said 64%. But, but that was only 400 people. You yeah, talk to yeah. a lot of other people, yeah. okay? Mm. And, and, and and people are afraid to walk out. I just went and interviewed, or I, uh, a girl interviewed me from the West Side School, mm -hmm. okay? And the, the kids are afraid. They're, they're afraid to go places. They're, they're, they're almost stepping on needles or, or are stepping on needles. And they're, the community in, in certain areas are afraid, and, and we need to change that. And and my take with... with um, with t talking with Gord Bamford and Radio and L only put one clip, yeah. but the point was, yeah. my point was, here's a country music star that loves Kamloops, okay? Mm -hmm. He's a promoter of Kamloops, and his one of his best buddies came to Kamloops last year and with they, a ball they, team, they good experience. and their experience was not good. Mm -hmm. It was, he, yeah. he told me, we'd walk into restaurants and people were taking this and coming, you know, being accosted by homeless, they call them homeless people, but mm -hmm. some aren't, they just have mental health and yeah. addiction, not just, they have mental health and addiction problems. Mm -hmm. So my point was, was that we need to 
to get Kamloops where he's not talking about Kamloops that way. Or when I sit at downtown Kamloops last summer and talk to people that were on the Rocky Mountain Rail Tour, and the first thing they want to do is go home, you know, get out of town. Mm. And they're going to go home and they're going to tell everybody what's going on in Kamloops. And I want that to change. So I don't care what's going on all over Canada. I care what's happening here. And what I'd like to do is maybe be the lead for changing that. Well, do maybe. they have a club car in the Rocky Mountain? Um, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, club exclusive car. club car. Club well, these car. people, I sat down with them at one of the, the uh, restaurants and just sat down, me and a friend of mine just mm -hmm. sat down with them and started talking to them. They told us all about it. I want them going home and talking good things about Calvin's, just like the, 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 the Gord Bamford's buddy that lives in Alberta. Yep. I want him coming back next time with the ball team and saying, hey, it was a great experience, what a beautiful, and we have a beautiful city. We got a lot of stuff going well, that's on. That's the million dollar, want, that's the million dollar want, challenge. How do, you fix, him, how do you fix it? Well, how, well that's, yeah. that's, that's And that what, we could get into that next time you're on. But, yeah. What else about the survey stood out to you? So we had 400 people do this thing by phone. 83% of people pulled they think they have a pretty good quality of life. So that's about the national average, but it's down from 95% in 2019. So 64% of people feel like their quality of life has worsened. What else stands out to you about that? Well, you know, that's 400 people. Yeah. We got a hundred small sample size. Yeah, we well, actually, it's more we than hundred thousand. Well, it's, it's one one person's that. a small sample size. Though your buddy in Alberta is that's not, yeah. that's only one. Yeah. But but the problem is he's hanging out with a guy that's a country music star who loves Camelops, okay? And so that word that we don't want that, you know, you know that was a whole team of people, yeah. right? That was a whole, and we don't we want them going back. Bamford's um, son's a Blazers prospect. That's why he's got a connection here. That's why he plays sometimes at the Sandman Center there. Yeah. 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 And and getting Gordon Gordon. Like you said, Gord thinks Camels is a great place, yeah. and, and that's what it is. It, it is a great place, and we got to start right here. I don't, I don't, and I'm sorry, but I don't really care. I do care, but I care more about Camels than I do about Kelowna or mm -hmm. Victoria. You don't care about comparing the 82% yeah. to 85%. Well, I want us to be the lead. I want us to be, yeah. if we can get recovery facilities going and we can get, you know, get people off the streets and get people healthy and not having, stigmatizing them up and down the roads with needles hanging out of their arms. And that's a big thing about this, you this think, motion well, I got how, how going. You think? Like, you know, like, let's get them better. And, and you guys, I, I get up in the mornings. I know that people at three, four o'clock in the morning, some, a lot of them, a lot of them want to try to go to detox. They want to try to get help. Okay. They want to. But if you get them at two o'clock in the afternoon, you got a different person. Mm -hmm. You got a different person. Yeah. And we need to have, I, I mean, and again, I really want to push to get outreach workers working 24 seven. And there's a lot of people out there that, that are, you know, I, I discussed this with some outreach workers too, that, that on this, for this 48 West thing too. Mm -hmm. And it's not a great spot. It's, it's right. You're, you're laying them like, yeah. We got some. Didn't work in East Hastings. So why is it working here? <clears throat> something fun to finish on here. Okay. I got a surprise clip for you. Bill, can you hit the clip? How's it going? Pretty damn good. How are you? Oh, well, I got dumped by my girlfriend yesterday, so... No! <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so, lots of them out there. Keep that up. Yeah. Last time we talked, you were essentially healthy, but not in the lineup. Uh, let's start there. How tough was that for you to be... You worked your ass off to be healthy, to rehab, and just kind of to be in that spot. It was good. It was a little bit motivating, a little bit aggravating. Um, but I kept talking to the coach. He just said, hey, just be patient. We're going to get you in there. Then uh, three games went by. We didn't win a game or many face-offs. So um, threw me in, gave me an opportunity. And and here we are now. We're, I think we're sitting third in the league in draws. So it's, uh, it's a good opportunity. And, and it made me more hungry missing those first three games too. So, um, yeah. 
that's that's pretty much it for that. Just just made me hungrier and and really kind of took a look in the mirror and said, all right, well, you're not in now, but you're gonna get in. So do your job once you do, right? All right. So for people who don't know, you're some place for the Vancouver Warriors. Had a bad knee injury, had surgery. Yeah, meniscus, yeah. And then they just weren't playing him for the first few games, and then he got back in the lineups. Just your thoughts in general on, on everything that's going on with Ty. Well, you know, uh, they they had him on the injury reserve list, so let's we'll get that clear. Well, right? but, he they, thought, but they got but they took him off of it. Yeah. yeah at the well, start of the season, he was on it. But, yeah. But then he was cleared to play by the by the time. Well, was he? Yeah. He, oh, he, see, he just from what he told me. He said okay, he was that's to what play. he. Okay, but but it, but from what I saw, he was on the injury reserve list. He thought he was ready to go. Okay, he thought he was ready to go. But uh, yeah. but I think it's great that he's back in the lineup, and you know, I like the I like the part about uh, you know how he told you just get on with her like. There's keep, more out there, right? Keep my chin up. Keep, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keep your yeah. chin up, kid. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the right one anyways. Did, okay, you, did you ever get dumped when you were younger, badly? Badly? Yeah, like did you ever get a relationship you broken know what? heart I'm going to tell you something. Maybe it's not as bad as you think. Maybe you and I should chat about it, okay? Yeah. Because some of the dumpings are some of the best dumpings, okay? So It's the, the turtle turn out in the best long run. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly. You know, you know, I said that to a friend of mine one time. He, he, I said, uh, don't worry about it. You, you know, she's doing you a favor, okay? And... You know, the, and and uh, he said he's never going to get married. I said, yeah, yeah, you got married. Don't worry about that. So and then he he came to me years later and he thanked me very much because he said uh, you you were dead on. He, you know, I told my kids that too. Uh, both of them are in their twenties and they've gone through heartbreak. And and both of them, I said at the time, I said everything I say now, you're not going to listen to me. But later, you're going to thank me because it's only time heals a heart. I I, I like I only still like time. this one. This one might not be done. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about your son. <laughs> um, no, I like talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about you too. No, I'm, Do you get I've been married for 34 years, boys. Okay, I got a little bit of you know. Yeah, well, can tell you. I can give you a little bit of advice yeah. of how to keep it together. That's rare. It wasn't because of Taylor me. Taylor Holmes used to have a like a matchmaking column. We should get yeah. Mr. Mayor yeah. writing about couples, maybe. Yeah. No, I no, I think I'm going to stay out of that. I got, <laughs> I got enough team building to do here. Readers Digest of the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yes, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's great. My son's back in the lineup. The team won their first game of the year. Yeah, professional I think he was lacrosse. 60, I think he was cool. 68%, 67, 68 66. Was it 66? Yeah. yeah. I think he's 66 team, now, but I think that game, I think, was Oh, he, the game he was. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. 66 now. The team was like 29%. 25? Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. I thought it was 25. But, but yeah, for four, I mean, and, and lacrosse, having the ball is a big thing. Yeah. Right, it's not. It's even bigger in. It's bigger than hockey because you got it in your mesh, man. You yeah. you've got a good opportunity. And there's, there. and there's a time clock too. Is yeah. there? Um, they play their their games uh, at, at Rogers Arena, or GM Place, whatever it's called, where the Canucks play. How often do you get down and watch the games? As much as I can. I mean, you know, as much as I can. Uh, and I and you can watch it on TV. Like we watched it when we were in Mexico. You can see it on yeah. TV. No, they got TSN in Vegas this weekend at that new you know, arena Friday, in yeah. Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. she's gonna have a good time, especially if they win. Are they? Are they? Are they gonna have fun out in Vegas? That <laughs> wow, that's quite the road trip, eh? Man, um, imagine that. Okay, let's. We've been. We're like forty-eight minutes into this segment, so holy um, moly, we uh, we're gonna say bye to the mayor. This segment has been brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Wow, 48 minutes. <laughs> me. 48. Well, that's what that's what happens when. Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill, piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal. You should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again. The nine-hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. 
You got a price in mind? Money's not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? <laughs> well, this here is going to be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher. Just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model. Still a great dishwasher. Just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me. Let's see if we can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go. Seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gore. It's Steve. Above the folds, Christopher Folds, TRU investigation results. Yes, so on January 17th, Tuesday, yesterday, the, uh, the much-anticipated, long-awaited um, report into um, complaints against two senior administrators at Thompson Rivers University was finally released. The report was released. It's 527 pages long, heavily redacted, which means a lot of it's blacked out. Tons of it's blacked out in there. But the end result was this. The, um, the university had two investigators they spent a million dollars in legal fees uh, in the past year and a half, two years almost, and they, um, they found that um, there was, uh, they interviewed eight, com eight complainants. They, they agreed to interview eight complainants. There were way more than that. There was 13 that we know of. We talked to 11 uh, and more after that, but they only went with eight. Uh, for reasons they're not disclosing. So eight complainants, and of those eight complainants, there was 55 allegations of wrongdoing on behalf of the two administrators. 33 with one administrator and 22 allegations against another administrator. And the report found that the administrator against whom 22 allegations were levied was cleared of all those uh, allegations. He's clear. The other administrator of the 33 allegations against him uh, the investigation uh, found uh, 10 that they substantiated, including sec sexual harassment of a woman, um, uh, derogatory uh, language toward indigenous people, uh, another sexual harassment complaint, just bad behavior. Uh, the weird thing is, no name and no punishment discussion. Yeah, the weird thing is they won't say which administrator was cleared and which administrator was found to be guilty of committing these 10 um, boorish acts. Um, and, but they, they say privacy laws uh, prevent them from saying which one is which. However, in the report itself, it names the two administrators who were under investigation and, and, and our reporting over the years and CBC's reporting also named those administrators. It's a fact they were under investigation. And they are Matt Milovic and um, Larry Fisher. Larry Phillips. Larry, sorry, Larry Phillips, yeah. And um, even though they don't say who was who, uh, Matt Milovic remains at the, uh, at the university in a vice president role. Phillips uh, left without explanation 13 months ago, and he used to be in charge of uh, human resources there, uh, people and culture. It's, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, but I don't understand. I still don't know. We're trying to ask questions. Is, is, is their citing legislation fair enough that they say they can't say who is who? They can't name them, but their names are in the, in, in the rest of the report you know, with the background saying, uh, on this day, we received a complaint against this person, this person. They named the people who were the complaints were against. I'm just thinking, if I'm the guy who was, who was, uh, who was cleared of any wrongdoing, wouldn't I want my name out there so people don't think I'm, 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 I'm the bad guy out there? So. Yeah. Well, what about the fallout? What do you see as being some of the fallout we can expect? Well, I mean, the fallout is is uh, the uh, the um, the complainants. Um, th there'll be a number who, who whose complaints were not looked at, they'll be upset about it. Uh, I, I sat in with Jessica Wallace, our reporter, for about six interviews, seven interviews 
with the complainants and it was tough to go through. There was a lot of crying, a lot of tears, a lot of hurt, uh, tons, of, tons of information that kind of uh, was disturbing to hear. Um, and um, they're going to be upset about it. They're going to be upset probably because they probably thought that their concerns weren't taken. I guess the overall thing is uh, Brett Fairburn, the, the president of the university, and, and Marilyn McLean, the chair of the, uh, of the board of the directors um, uh, at True, um, they both say that now that it's done, they accept the findings and they want to make it a safer, more inclusive, and they want to learn from this. And, and it's fair enough, and that's what you want to do. But I just think um, when you have that many complaints, from so many different people, many, many of whom don't even know each other, and many who weren't working there at the same time. Seven of the eight they talked to uh, were for, former employees. Um, I just think, doesn't that speak to, um, well, it speaks to, uh, to, to something's going on there that shouldn't be going on, and hopefully it, it, it improves as we go forward. Okay, let's move on to the title of Hastings. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yes, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, everything's fine. Good. Could I get a triple quarter pounder with cheese, please? We have the double quarter pounder. Oh, and you guys serve the quarter pounders at 7.39 a.m.? Uh, it's 7.99, the double quarter pounder. Oh, and you serve them this early in the morning? Yep. Wow. You know what? I'm going to actually pass on that. And uh, are your coffees still the small price of $1? Yep. Oh, at all your Kamloops and Merritt locations, right? Awesome. I'll get two medium coffee, a both with two cream. Morning. Amitesh. How are you? Nice Good. to see you. <laughs> How are you doing, bud? <laughs> I, got the, I got the coupons. For me? No, no, these are for my coffee. Oh, I'm like, for me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, see ya. Have a good one. Thanks. <laughs> That is Corinne Brown. She and her rink, various editions of the rink, have been in the news since I got here. That's 2010. Mm. Even before that, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Um, they've kind of grown up in the public spotlight because of their curling ability. Um, they are kind of part of the fabric of the sports community in Kamloops. And they had essentially a once-in-a-career opportunity on the weekend in Chilliwack to win the BC final and go on to compete at the National Scotties on home ice, which comes along with all the prestige, they'd be the toast of the town, the media coverage, sponsorship, but most of all, just the once in a lifetime experience. They lost in an extra end, a heartbreaking loss to Clancy Grandy and the Vancouver club rink that they had, and devastating. On the same day, Sam Fisher, who is the lead for the Brown rink, her husband is Jared Colomea, he lost in the BC final, keeping him from going to a second straight Briar, which this year is in Ontario. Devastating. So he had to drive home with Sam, kind of a loser cruiser type thing. And uh, devastating. And their coach is Jim Cotter. He's had some great wins, a 10 time Briar veteran. And he's had some devastating losses. And he was feeling it from a different perspective as the coach of Team Brown this year. Just um, gut wrenching stuff. Anyway, they all, I called them all, and sometimes athletes, when it's times are tough, they dodge the calls. I've never had that problem ever. There's, Corinne's had some tough losses before. We've had some emotional conversations after tough losses. She called me right back. She was in the meeting, gave me the time, and went through a tough interview. Aaron Pincott picked up right away. We had a conversation, a very honest conversation. But I don't even know if I can go to the, like right now, I don't feel like going to the National Scotties, but I will eventually because she's 
going to support her friends and support the city that's got to come together now. Another aspect of this, the National Scotties ticket sales, this is not good for ticket sales, you don't have the home team in. Tournament organizers, it, it's flat out not good for the tournament. Mm -hmm. The tournament's going to be fine. There's, it's the best curling in Canada is coming to Camelot's tournament's going to be fine. I'll get that out there. Anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to these athletes, all of whom, the ones, most of the ones I've mentioned, we're going to hear some of the conversations we had with them from the fallout of losing the tough games. Yeah, um, fun still came up, so that was good. Um, pretty disappointed, obviously. Um, yeah, I would say that's the biggest feeling right now is just that, that disappointment is still pretty, pretty raw. Um, what stings most about you know, missing out on the opportunity to play at the National Scotties on home ice? It's an opportunity that um, I guess it probably doesn't come around again. So uh, it's a tough question, but I mean, how do you how do you deal with that right now, missing out on that opportunity? Yeah, I um, I don't actually fully know yet. Um, I don't think I totally. I don't know if it's totally sunk in yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it will over the next few weeks and, and whatnot. Um, it, it'll be a bit sad when the Scotties are going on here and uh, and we're not a part of them. I'm I'm sure I'll go watch right now. I don't I don't want to, but uh, I, I know I will. And you know, I've got you know some friends from across the country that will be playing in it. So you know, supporting them and and. Uh, yeah, accounts always, you know, shows up for, for big tournaments and whatnot. So probably go catch a few draws right now. It's pretty raw, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, like you said, it probably doesn't come around again in, in my current career. So I think that's probably the part. But uh, things the most right now will sing um, over the next however many weeks so leading up to the Scotties. So. Yeah, it um, you know breaks my heart for them. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart for the city of Kamloops. You know they they left it all out there. They played their hearts out, and you know I couldn't be more proud of them for that. Yeah, I mean you and you and Sam are kind of in in similar boats here. Um, yeah. What was it like to to lean on each other, and how um, how were you able to kind of interact after you know a couple of tough losses like that? Well, it's funny. Sam made the comment that uh, misery loves company, so it was a uh, it was a sad drive home. But uh, yeah, we lean on each other pretty hard in times like these. So just have to move on to the next one. It's tough for the girls. I mean, they're really looking forward to the home hometown Scotties, right? Like that would have been the toast of the town for those those girls for sure. It's it's the joy of sports, right? Like sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not great, but that's why we keep coming back. Uh, definitely leaning on each other is huge. Uh, we're really fortunate that we have a really great relationship um, amongst our team and, and Jim included. Um, we had a, a good chat afterwards, just kind of reflecting on the season and acknowledging the stride that we, we have made and all the hard work we did put in. Um, so I think that was great just to know that we did put in the work um, to get ourselves in that position. And, and I know all of us really lean on our, our spouses as well. I think they're definitely... Uh, really good, solid rocks for us as well as our family. So we were fortunate to have a lot of support there um, to kind of uh, chat with them after the games. All right. Anything else you wanted to add? No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, Corinne. Yeah, no Thanks, Marty. Bye. The last time we had a national curling championship in town here was, I think, 2014. It was the Briar. Briar. And Jim Cotter was there. Lost in the final. He went to the final against Quebec, I think, right? I or thought he was Cooey. 
I thought it was Kui. Okay. Yeah. So this would have been the second time, successive time we've had a nationals where we would have had a local team in, which would have been really, really good. And like you say, uh, it's heartbreaking. Well, and their photos, Corinne's photo, and I, I think maybe Aaron's too, are on the posters that are around town. Yeah. You know, they were kind of expected and people were really hoping. I, you know me, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. The mm. Buffalo Bills had a playoff game going on at the same time yeah. as this final. I was flipping back and forth with both of them. And I was equally as nervous for both of them. I yeah. mean, you're not supposed to root for teams when you're a reporter, but I don't know. It's tough not to to feel for them. I, I just more hope that there's no failure. I'm almost hoping there's no failure because you worry so much about how it's going to affect them. It's not life or death, okay? I get that. People were like, oh, it's just curling. But when you have a life dream and it's dashed, it's hard. It's not like a regular provincial final where, you know, you'll go get them next year. This one, there's there, there's a finality to never going to the National Scotties. Anyway, they dealt with it well. And they probably will never again in their career Probably. Well, I don't know. They, you could curl quite lately. Curling's a sport you could take quite late, but it's, it's, it's unlikely that they'll be able to be in, a, be in a Scotties in their hometown. That's what I mean. But they, you know, they can get yeah. back to the National Scotties. Yeah, I'm just saying in their hometown. When, when will they come back to Canlis exactly, right? We got four tickets to the Scotties. I'll do something on Instagram with this post. We can give them away. February 17th, yeah, 6 p.m., draw one, two pairs. Yeah, and the tournament runs to about the 28th, I think. So, uh, and, uh, and the big entertainment 26. venues at the uh, Curling Center. There you go. Okay, that's it for the title, Hastings. Let's wrap the show. Any thoughts? We had the mayor, about 40 minutes of the mayor. Yeah, no, he's uh, love, love to have the mayor here. Um, love to have all the councillors here because when you um, when you have anyone from city council here, and this is why I get feedback from people who watch the show. Um, my brothers in North Vancouver watch the show; they love it, um, and and they and they like when we have uh, the mayor. They they learn a lot about Kamloops. They they think he's a pretty entertaining guy. But other people have said they like when we have councillors there. I've heard this online too because they learn a lot about what's happening in the city. Yeah, I think the Wednesday we just happened to have the show on a Wednesday worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. Mike, just great job today. Bill, thank <laughs> you for all your hard work. We're 75 deep here. 75. It's exciting times. Okay. Exciting times. Right. <clears throat> for Christopher Folds, for Greg the Engineer, who's absent again, yeah. Magic Mike and Bill, we'll see you last week. Wait.